0: welcome to the essential rhythm science-based natural history and human ecology of the north atlantic seashore this is episode 40 leaves that crawl there is one more group in our discussion of locally occurring sea slugs that must not be omitted the sap sucking sea slugs yes say that 10 times fast the actual name for the group is the saccoglossin or ascoglossin ask or sack for bag and gloss for tongue apparently they save their old worn out teeth in a little pouch under their tongue no tooth fairy for them the mo of this group of herbivorous slugs is to pierce the cells of different algae and suck out the nutritious sap aka cytoplasm that is inside Many of us are familiar with plant or photosynthesizer sap. It's full of delicious and nutritious elements and can be boiled down into pancake syrup. In the case of sap-sucking sea slugs, however, they harvest a number of important compounds from the algae that serve multiple roles in their life histories. And there is one particular sap sucker we need to spend some time on. Elysia chlorotica, the leaf that crawls. This sea slug has true superpowers. It is one of several species that feeds on the cell sap of various algal species. And Alicia goes one step further, slurping up the chloroplasts from algal cells. And rather than digesting them, Alicia simply incorporates the chloroplasts into their tissues and lets them keep photosynthesizing. For those of you unclear on why this is a big deal... Chloroplasts are the organelles in photosynthesizing organisms like plants and algae that actually do the photosynthesizing. Chloroplasts are where the pigments are that actually absorb the sunlight and convert it into chemical energy. We eat lots of chloroplasts whenever we eat our leafy greens. But the fate of those chloroplasts is to be digested in our intestinal systems, broken down into their constituent parts, or to be passed through our guts unchanged and excreted. Alicia, however, does neither of these things when it eats the cellular contents of its target algae. The chloroplasts are encompassed whole into the gut in a process called phagocytosis, the same way entire bacterial cells or large molecules can be engulfed, and are then transported and distributed through what is described as their extensively branched digestive system. Think about the surface area we talked about in episode 39. That lies just below the skin. Turning their whole body green the skin is thin and allows light to pass through and the chloroplasts continue to function Converting light energy into chemical energy in the case of the sea slugs one of the most energy-intensive things They do is create mucus Which serves several functions for the slug it lubricates their movement through the world, of course but more importantly it is a protective coat that contains defensive compounds also gleaned from their plant and algae prey as well as antibiotic compounds that prevent infection of their otherwise defenseless skin. To maintain this mucus armor, they have to produce copious amounts of the stuff, and the chloroplasts provide the mechanism to generate all this slimy organic material. Lots of organisms host symbiotic algae. Coral reefs are made of many different species of animals that partner with colorful microalgae. But very, very few animals are able to take the chloroplast themselves. The sacoglossan sea slugs are the only group of animals known to do this. And as if to cement their standing as unique among all symbionts, there is research indicating they have taken this one step further, incorporating the genes from the chloroplasts into their own genomes. It looks like the sacoglossan sea slugs are on their way to dispensing with having to eat the chloroplasts in the first place, and if they succeed, they will be able to manufacture their own, making them the first photosynthesizing animals we know of. Whether or not they actually have enough genetic tools to make their own chloroplasts remains to be seen, but in the meantime, you can look for this unique and sometimes hard-to-find species in salt marshes of the Gulf of Maine in Atlantic Canada. It's bright green, like the algae it feeds on. Good luck. This has been episode 40 of The Essential Rhythm, written and produced by me, Sarah O'Malley. The show is produced on Wabanaki land. The theme music is Lightstream by the artist Siddhartha, used by permission through Creative Commons. Thanks for listening, and join us next week.